Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, speaking of being better, certainly that was the case for Georgia Tech this year. And we head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let us for dealer. We talked to our buddy Chad Bishop. He, of course, follows uh, and is the beat writer for Georgia Tech for the Atlanta journal Constitution, AJC.com is where you can check out all of his great work. And he is on Twitter at Mr. Chad Bishop. And Chad, uh, always appreciate uh, the time. Thanks uh, for spending the season with us as we kind of put a bow and uh, look back on um, everything that was tech football this year. Yeah, no problem. And uh, I didn't know that about the Michael Jackson thriller show. I'm going to check that out. It, um, it is phenomenal. I mean, they, they go through the whole making. And again, I, I, I it, it's, it's a, it's great because again, it's, it's like the first mega album, you know, that I remember. Um, but it, it's if you get a chance to watch it on, I, I think it's on Showtime or something like that. If you get a chance, definitely watch it. I'm going to do it tonight, and I'll, I'll text you and let you know. There you go. All right. So, <laughs> you know, Chad, I mean, people talk about, you know, the, the journey and, you know, the, the pathway and all this kind of stuff. But here's what I say. Sports is a results-oriented business, and the pathway of how they got there wasn't pretty at times, but at the end of the day, Tech did what it had to do, it won the games it had to, and it had a great performance as a come-from-behind victory in the bowl game. And it gives a lot of optimism to next year because, again, it was not smooth at times this year, but the net result at the end of the day was what really counted, and they got it done. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, a seven and six for Georgia Tech looks way different than a seven and six for Miami. Right. Might look right. I mean, you know, this team starting out, you know, four and four. They were two and three at one point, three and four at one point. Uh, got blown out by Boston College and blown out by Bowling Green. And you're thinking, man, you know, what what's going on with this program? Even maybe some rumblings. You know, is Brent Key even the right guy for the job? Uh, but they stuck to it and had a really good win against North Carolina and followed that up with a win at Virginia, put themselves in position to get to a bowl game, handled business against Syracuse to get to bowl eligibility, you know, played really well against Georgia, right? And then went down against a UCF team, which I thought on paper UCF was a better football team talent-wise uh, and some of the results that they had. But Central Florida got away from their game plan. Georgia Tech stuck with theirs just like they had done for the for the better half, of, especially the second half of the season and pulled out the win to finish up seven and six. And again, that looks way different for, for Georgia Tech than it does some programs. 
propels them into 2024 with a lot of momentum, got a lot of talent coming back, got their head coach coming back, and a lot of offensive coaches coming back. So, yeah, it's a huge stepping stone for that program. Like I said, doesn't really matter how they got to 7-6. and six. They got there. Uh, and now they got to build on it in 2024. You know, um, I, I got no problem with Mike Norvell being the ACC Coach of the Year. And, and I'll be honest with you, Chad, I think he should be National Coach uh, of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how good a year Florida State had. And and even without, you know, their quarterback, uh, again, I think they got screwed in the playoffs, but that's another discussion for another day. I don't have a problem with that. I don't even have a problem with Brom at number two. I thought Brent Key, though, should have been third in – ACC Coach of the Year, probably even over Dave Dorn, who's you know been one of the more underachieving. I mean, for for some of the talent that they've had at, at NC State, it's been one of the more underachieving programs. But I thought Brent Key deserved a little bit more love in the ACC Coach of the Year voting. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of times those awards are sort of hard to put your finger on, right? You know, do you give that award to the coach who met expectations, whose team was expected? Do you give it to Nick Saban every year, right? Because right. you know Alabama is going to be one of the best teams, or Kirby Smart. Or do you give it to a guy like Brent Key or, or a, you know, Missouri's coach or something like that, uh, maybe a, a coach who defied expectations? But, yeah, I mean, Brent Key did a masterful job because it wasn't just X's and O's based, right? It was keeping this, you know, for lack of a better term, a hodgepodge team. I mean, they got yes. guys who signed up to play for Paul Johnson still on that roster. They got transfers. They got all these guys who signed up to play for Jeff Collins, and he's sort of merging them together. Uh, and mixing in a few of his own recruits even. Um, and when they were three and four, you know, after that loss to Boston College at home, I mean, let's be honest, they could end the season at three and nine, you know, so to yeah. sort of stay the course. And, um, you know, you heard the kids all season long. I, I know a lot of kids say, you know, we love our coach and we're going to play for our coach. But I thought there, there was some genuine discourse there from the, from the kids saying, we love Coach Key and he's our guy. We got his back. Um, and, and I think he has a really, really good rapport with his kids. And so for him to rally the troops and, get them to a winning record in a bowl game, yeah. I mean, he, he did a really fine job in 2023. Chad Bishop is the Georgia Tech beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He joins me here on the com hotline. All right, let's look ahead to next year. In all honesty, um, boy, you look at Drake Mays probably going to the NFL. He's probably going to be one of the top three or four picks in the NFL draft. Um, you know, obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, when you when you look at the quarterback landscape, um, you know, it's going to be a lot different in the ACC. Again, you know, it's not just, you know, Jordan Travis, but Riley Leonard's already transferring out of Duke. Um, Tyler Van Dyke uh, is, you know, leaving. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I I wonder if there's a real chance that Haynes King could come in preseason first team all ACC. And I know that transfer portals and Things change on a dime, but if you look at the season Haynes King had and what he meant to this, and you and I have talked a lot about this, but I wonder if he wouldn't come in as the number one, you know, first team all ACC quarterback. And and maybe again, this is the best position Tech has been in since really outside of Joe Hamilton. I don't remember a time when you felt as good at quarterback 
as you do going into a season. Well, you guys know as well as I do. I mean, quarterback play is so important in, in today's modern football, all levels, right? I mean, it's not like back when we were growing up and you could have a quarterback who hands it off, you know, 50 to 60 times a game and you could win 10 games a season. Uh, and Haynes King is, is right up there at that elite level. Yeah, he's, he can get better, and I think he will get better. But given the landscape, like you said, of the ACC, with the numbers he put up, uh, his commitment to Tech, to stay to Tech, uh, I thought what was telling to me is when I asked him about the NFL, he said, yeah, that's what he's training for. So, you know, in the back of his head, he's trying to get better so he can put himself on NFL radars. And if he does that, yeah, he's definitely going to be a top, top of the line, top level quarterback, not only the ACC in the country. He, he threw too many interceptions this year. Um, I thought his decision-making was great. Uh, he, I thought, you know, his completion percentage was outstanding. He showed he could run the ball. So, yeah, if he stays healthy, I mean, this team is going to rally behind him in 24, just like they did in 23. And it's going to put Tech right in the hunt uh, by, by year's end. It's, it, it's going to put them in every single game that they play, have an incredibly tough schedule. But with Haynes King, I mean, they got to feel incredibly confident that with this guy at the helm, they can pretty much go toe-to-toe with any opponent they step on the field with. And, Chad, when I look at him, I, I, I 100% agree, and I was going to bring this point up. You know, the, six, the, the 27 touchdowns is fantastic, but the 16 interceptions, you've got to cut that – number down, especially in modern college football. Like that's for, for, for the way college football is played nowadays. I mean, again, you have quarterbacks that throw three, four interceptions in an entire year. I'm not saying he's got to be that, but he's got to cut down on the 16 interceptions. And I wonder, I know he can run and I know he likes to run and he averaged six yards per attempt, but does it behoove Georgia Tech to let him run it 120 times? I mean, he's their second leading ball carrier and you know, again, he's he's. It's not like Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, that that's a that's a whole different animal. You know, or Cam Newton or somebody like that. I don't know if him running it another 120 times and being their second leading rusher also is the best thing for Tech. It's it's a catch 22 in football, right? Like you, you put your quarterback in that run game and he gets popped a couple of times. All it takes is a separated shoulder, you know, or a hit to the thigh. You know, he's out for the rest of the game. Uh, what's interesting to me about the interception total is you know, Brent Key said it. Uh, I think there was a player during the season, I can't remember who said it, that uh, Haynes King reminds him of Brett Favre. And as good as Brett Favre was, we all know Brett Favre was, you know, had a tendency to throw a pick or two. Now, granted, Haynes King, those 16 interceptions, not all were his fault. And as a quarterback, not all interceptions are your fault. Receivers run wrong routes. Balls get tipped. Um, you know, I remember one the one against, uh, I believe it was Boston College, where the kid caught it on the back of his thigh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the defensive back yeah. caught it. Um, so, yeah, but, but again, that's still too many. And he has a tendency. Uh, I remember the play against North Carolina where he threw the two-point conversion. You know, it was almost into triple coverage in the back of the end zone, and his tight end brought it in. It was an amazing throw, an outstanding throw, but there was a little bit of that Brett Favre-ness there, like you're holding your breath. So there, there's got to be a little bit of that catch-22 of being – the gunslinger being the playmaker, pulling it down and running and, and giving it all for your team, but also cutting down on the turnovers and giving your team more of a chance instead of maybe being a 10-point game, now you're up by 17 or 20. You know, when you look uh, ahead to next year as well, you know, Kyle Kennard's already committed to South Carolina. He was your best pass rusher this year. Um, if there was one blight kind of, you know, for Tech, it was, you know, their defense and how many points – that they gave up, you know, and I'm not telling you to get into detail on this because, again, we still got portals that are being figured out. We still got, you know, incoming freshmen and this, that, and the other and transfer. I mean, there's so many things that can change 
about rosters in today's college football, but you know, you're starting a little bit behind the eight ball as far as your defense goes. Can can that unit? I mean, that unit is if, if you're going to talk about Tech being toward the next level, that's the unit that's got to get better because their offensive quarterback and their offensive line look to be you know terrific. But you got to get that defense, you know, to to be. I don't want to say you know competent, but I mean they got they got to be better than than they were this year. I mean, there's no doubt that that's what's holding back this team from being, <clears throat> excuse me, seven and six to being a contender for an ACC championship. Um, Brent Key demoted Andrew Thacker from defensive coordinator, moved him to safeties coach. Then before the bowl game, he moved Thacker and Tavares Tillman, the cornerbacks coach, off the field. So already he's looking to hire <clears throat> two defensive assistants. What's he going to do with his defensive coordinator, Kevin Shearer? Is he going to keep them in that role or, or move them back to linebackers coach and, and have a whole new defense? Um, you know, you've got Paul Moala, a linebacker who graduated. Um, you've got some other uh, key, Miles Sims, a, a starting cornerback who's graduating. Jalen King at safety is graduating. So you've already lost, you know, three, five, six guys off this defense that wasn't that great to begin with. And like you said, they, they don't have to be the steel curtain. I mean, this doesn't have to be the best defense in the country, but they just got to be marginally better. I mean, they were, they were terrible against the run, couldn't get off the field on third down, and they still won seven games. So just think – if they made just the slightest improvements, that win total, one would believe, would have to go up. Um, so they got to figure out some things there, whether it's through the transfer portal, whether it's through re- recruiting, all of the above, getting better coaches in, trying to shore up this defense. Because, again, with, with everything they got coming back offensively, with Haynes King, the offensive line, running back Jamal Haynes, wide receiver Eric Singleton, the list goes on. Uh, the coach, Buster Faulkner, uh, Chris Winkie, the quarterback's coach. I mean, they got it all lined up to have an outstanding offense. But it's not going to matter a lot if they can't figure out how to fix that defense. This is kind of a convoluted question. It's going to be my last question. You know, I, and I know this is before your time, but, you know, I, I've always said that ACC expansion was not good for Georgia Tech basketball. Like when the league expanded and brought Louisville and, you know, Syracuse and, and teams like that in, that, was not, that turned out to be very bad for Tech. Like Tech really moved down in the pecking order, and then when they couldn't recruit – and, and they just couldn't find the right coaches. Like, ACC basketball expansion has done, this, has done Georgia Tech no favors. When you look at no divisional play anymore, how do you think moving forward this shakes out for a program like Tech? Like, do you think it's a benefit for Tech without division play? Or, again, could it be a detriment for them, you know, trying to find a way to win an ACC title? know if it's either a or b honestly um you know i I think with conferences becoming mega right and and teams there's gonna be 12 teams yeah Yeah. let let me say let me say assuming that there is an acc moving forward in a few years right (laughs) right you know are they are they going to be in i don't know is it going to be called division one football anymore who knows right yeah so so i i sort of take that into consideration right like you know to, to me it was so many teams squeezing into these you know, tiny four spots. And now we got a 12-team playoff. You know, if you finish third in the ACC, maybe some years, maybe that gets you into the 12-team. Maybe if you finish second, um, you know, you're fine. Maybe you don't necessarily have to win a division. I mean, you know, look at a lot of the conferences this year and getting, you know, a couple teams in the in the top five, top ten of the college football playoff rankings. So, I, you know, I don't know if it affects Georgia Tech's program either way. I mean, I think this year, I don't know how the old Coastal Division looked, but I think there was some joke out there that, you know, coastal chaos still survived expansion because there's still so many teams fighting for that third, fourth, fifth place in the standings. 
Um, so, yeah, a team like Tech, I think, I don't know, maybe in the long run it probably helps them because there's this huge expansion in these mega conferences and there's no divisions. So nobody's going to really care if, if Georgia Tech performs well, whether they finish second or third in the ACC, if they're eligible for that 12-team playoff, you know, they're going to get in anyway. Chad Bishop, he's the Tech beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Check out all his great work at AJC.com. Follow him on his Twitter page, at Mr. Chad Bishop, and he joined me here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Chad, my friend, appreciate uh, the time. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of the show, uh, you know, through the football season. We'll get you back on. We'll talk some basketball because, you know, again, this has been a, a, a real adventure for Tech basketball over the last few years. So always appreciate the time, Chad, and thanks so much. All right, friend. See you later. Bye. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.